Hello everyone and welcome to the Oasis Christian Fellowship podcast, a place where grace overflows. And today's reflection comes from Psalm 46 and verse 1 to 2. God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not be afraid. Brothers and sisters, have you ever had those weeks where it seems everything happens all at once? Have you ever received bad news? Are you overwhelmed? Well, my dear friends, no matter what you are facing right now, whatever your struggles are, I want you to remember two things. One, it is okay to cry. Even just a casual reading through the Psalms show that crying is a way our hearts and minds help process difficulties. In Psalm 6 to 9 and verse 3, David wrote, I am weary with my crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. Secondly, turn to God for help. But in our sorrow, confusion, depression, pain, etc., we should be crying out to the Lord. In Psalm 46 and verse 1, it encourages us that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Throughout scriptures, we are encouraged to turn to the Lord in our times of need. And with his strength and might, we can do anything. Just like in Philippians 4 and verse 13, which reminds us that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. My fellow brothers and sisters, I have learned in my own experiences that the more I fixate on the problem, the more anxiety I feel until I become overwhelmed. However, if I let go and let God take over, everything falls into place. Perhaps not as quickly as I would like, perhaps not even in the way I would like, but the Lord always knows best. So even during my most difficult times, I am learning to trust in Him and His plan. And when I am not sure what His plans is, I praise the Lord for the blessings He provides in the midst of a storm. Brothers and sisters, God is our refuge, our safe place, our retreat, the place we, where we can go when we are afraid. And there is a lot of fear going around, but God is also our strength and power. This is the same word that Jesus uses in Acts 1 and verse 8 when he promises to give us power with the coming of the Holy Spirit who now lives within us. But a place of refuge and a source of strength wouldn't do any good if unavailable. It's easy, brothers and sisters, to think of things that might help, but they are often a world away. You need safety and strength that are close by. Thankfully, 
God is also our ever-present help. The one who cares enough to share his unlimited resources with us. He is always near. Nearer to us than we are to ourselves, it seems. When life goes along as usual, we don't think much about how vulnerable we are. We take so much for granted, even the chance to be together. Then a crisis hits and everything changes. The trouble that the psalmist speaks of is a word for tribulation or trial or distress. Brothers and sisters in Christ, God is our refuge and strength, a present help in times of trouble. Let us pray. Most gracious and eternal God, we thank you for all that you have been doing in our lives. God, as you remind us that in the times of our trouble, in the times of our pain, our moments of sorrow, confusion, and depression, help us, God, to remember that you are our God, you are our Prince of Peace, you are our refuge, our strength, our helper in the times of our trouble, in the time of our storm. And God, help us not to be afraid, but continue to trust you and look to you, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you, God, and we bless your name. Welcome to the Oasis Christian Fellowship Podcast, a place where God's grace overflows. Today's reflection comes from Philippians 4 and verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Brothers and sisters, God can do anything. Yes, he can and he will. But God has never promised us we can fix anything through Christ. God has never promised that all of our earthly problems would be solved or taken away. No, he didn't. But as we look on Philippians 4 and verse 13, Paul was telling us that contrary to what people teach, Paul is teaching the exact opposite. Paul is actually saying that even if he is suffering or in need, that his joy doesn't come from solving those problems. He's saying his joy comes from knowing Christ even during bad times. Jesus strengthens him, counsels him, and guides him and Jesus want to do the very same for us and he has been doing the very same for us he has been strengthening us counseling us and guiding us and as well Jesus has been encouraging us 
In other words, even if you lose your job or can't pay your bill, your source of joy, my brothers and sisters, should not be from fixing those problems. No. You should turn your eyes on Jesus because he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above your own imagination. Paul wanted us to realize that planet Earth hurls all kinds of problems our way. And if our joy is found in earthly things, well, we're going to be in for an emotional roller coaster ride. However, brothers and sisters, if our joy is found in Christ, well, even when life hits rock bottom, we can still find joy. Even when the storm rages high, we still can find peace. That's the meaning of, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Brothers and sisters, Philippians 4 and verse 10 reminds us, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked an opportunity to act. And verse 11 says, Not that I speak from need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. Paul is saying to us, He is content, good or bad, no matter what circumstances he's in. And he's encouraging us that despite what we face today, be content, whether it be good or bad, no matter the circumstances, because God is with us and he promised us that we can do all things through him who strengthens us. There are no Christians that are immune from issues. Gone are the days when you hear, may good man, may I write. Now we hear as one thing sought out, another thing come back at it. We are in a fight contending for our faith and it's classified as a good fight, brothers and sisters, not a bad one. We're fighting to hold on to our marriages, our job, our faith, our children, and peace of mind, especially in this time of pandemic, even our social standing. Brothers and sisters, I want to put to you and I want you to understand that a warrior can be weak and scared at times, but in order for him to achieve success and victory, he has to believe. He has to believe, one, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Number two, if I'm fighting for him, he will supply me with ammunition when I run out. Number three, I am stronger, smarter, and more resourceful than I really think. Number four, if I don't face the enemy, he will not go away. And number five, I will not be captured. Brothers and sisters, God never promised that there will never be scars. 
but it's better to be victors with battle scars than captives and compromisers without blemishes. Brothers and sisters in Christ, be encouraged today and know that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Press along, saints. Press along in God's own way. Remember, Philippians 4 and verse 12. I know how to get along with a little. And I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. Brothers and sisters, I want you to take with you Philippians 4 and verse 13. While we all want our problems solved, the lesson here is not about having our circumstances fixed. It's about learning to lean on Jesus and depend on him. Even if the circumstances don't get better, it's about letting Jesus be the source of our joy. Just knowing that Jesus is always with and in us and that he swears to never leave us or forsake us should produce all kinds of joy, peace, and happiness, even if the desires of the flesh are not being met. Brothers and sisters, may God, richest blessing be yours, and continue to remember Philippians 4 and verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, ruler of life, we give you thanks for who you are and for what you have been doing in our lives. Father God, God of might and of power, we ask God that you will strengthen us in our times of weakness. As a father, you promise, God, that you will never let us fail. And that you will always be with us. Because you are our refuge and our strength. A very present help in trouble. God, we ask you to guide us along the way. And make us to find refuge and courage and strength in you. And find peace in you. As the Apostle Paul wrote and remind us, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Father God, give us strength today in this present time of trouble. We thank you, we bless you, and we praise you in your name. Amen. Hello everyone and welcome to the Oasis Christian Fellowship Podcast, a place where grace overflows. This is Minister Marvin and today's reflection is God 
never fails. Let's jump over into Joshua 21 and verse 45. And it says, Not one word of all the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed. All came to pass. My fellow brothers and sisters, when we look on Joshua 21 and verse 45, it firmly establishes this truth. God keeps his word. Not one of God's good promises has ever failed. Not before the time of Joshua, not after, and not now. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 55 and verse 10 to 11, it reminds us that the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I sent it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to do and it will prosper wherever I sent it. You see, brothers and sisters, God's word is a seed. And once that seed is planted, I guarantee you that that seed will grow and develop into the fruit the Lord intends it to become. Not only will it grow and develop, but it will also multiply. Brothers and sisters, God never fails. His promises are sure. His promises are yes and amen. God's word is trustworthy. What God says he will do, my brothers and sisters, if he promise you that he will open the floodgates of heaven and pour out your blessings, he will do it. The Bible says that his ways are not our ways and our thoughts are not his. Sometimes we want God to do things in our timing, but we ought to remember that he does things according to his time and according to his season. But his words, brothers and sisters, are yes and amen. His words are sure. What he promises, he will do it. All we need to do is trust him in the process. In the times of sickness, trust him. In your time of famine, trust him. When it feels like God has failed us, trust him. There are times, brothers and sisters, when it feels as though God has failed us miserably. But I want you to consider the story. Take, let me take your mind 
or your memory back to the story of Naomi while living in Moab a land far from her home Naomi lost her husband and her two sons her entire family brothers and sisters we will also remember that there was a famine in the land and what happened when there were when there was a famine in the land grieve became the order of each day destitution became the order of the day and alone Naomi must have felt like God had forsaken her many of us we all rather are facing this pandemic over a year ago and there are times when so many issues so many obstacles so many challenges so many testing faced us on a daily basis and we wonder where is God many of us face so many crises so many famine and we ask ourselves the question where is God from Naomi's point of view God was dealing bitterly with her but the famine brothers and sister the move to Moab and the deaths of her husband and sons were all leading to something glorious and gracious in God's plan of salvation but to Naomi she wasn't seeing that Naomi would return to her homeland with one faithful daughter-in-law Ruth we will also realize in the story that the king's man redeemer whose name was Boaz would save Naomi and marry Ruth we will also realize that Moab Boaz rather and Ruth would become great grandparents of King David who would carry the bloodline of the Messiah which is Jesus Christ but amidst her grief and brokenness Naomi could not see the big picture just like you and I at times she could not know what God was doing maybe she feel like Naomi and you are losing faith in God and his words sometimes i too myself reach to that place sometimes you feel as though he's done you wrong god has done you wrong abandoned you forsaken you chastised you and sometimes you find yourself asking the question over and over again because i too find myself in those circumstances and those situations why isn't god answering my prayer where is he but i want to say to you and i want to submit to you my brothers and sisters that god never fails the bible and scriptures affirms and confirms time and time again that god never fails and he promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us 
brothers and sisters, we ought to remember in times of desperation, in times of grief, in times of pain, in times of sorrow, in times of grief, in times of destitution, in times of famine, that we may not be seeing God's good and gracious purpose from our current vantage point, our valley point, our knee city point, but we need to look to him. The Lord may want us, you and I, to use a difficult season as a stepping stone in our spiritual growth. In trying time, brothers and sisters, we have to believe that God knows what's best for us. And that we ought to trust his promises because his promises are true. 2 Samuel 7 and verse 28 reminds us that he is God. That he is sovereign. And that his covenant is trustworthy. And that he has promised good things to you and I who are his servants. The Bible also reminds us in 1 Kings 8 and verse 56, praise be to the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel just as he promised. Not one word has failed of all the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. Brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you today to rest in God. Rest in his promises. Rest in his will. I've penned a song entitled, Abide in Me. And sometimes, a matter of fact, all the times, we need to ask God to abide in us while we abide in him. Because when we abide ourselves, our lives, our emotions in him, then he will abide in us and we will be able to rest in his promises, in his assurance that he is able to come through for us when we face crisis, when we face destitution, when we face grief, when we face sorrows, when we face famine. Because just as our Psalm 33 and verse 4 reminds us, for the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. Brothers and sisters, when we feel faithless, when we believe that God has left us, abandoned us, let us take refuge in the pages of the Bible, which is God's words. Which, which stood the test of time. Hey, he has been refined in the fire. It's pure, it's flawless, enduring, eternal, true. Let God's words be our shield, be our source of protection, the source of provision. Brothers and sisters, what Joshua, what Joshua 21 and 45 is saying to us is that hundreds of years later, 
through Jesus and the apostles after the land was conquered by pagans again and again and again all after all the kings died off after all the children of Israel were scattered in pagan land we learned that all these promises were ultimately fulfilled in Jesus Christ and his kingdom the land is the entire globe that Jesus has conquered is conquering and will conquer And Jesus, who is a lion of the tribe of Judah, is the king of it all. Brothers and sisters, not one of all the promises God has ever made has failed. Never. He is backing up his promises with his almighty power. He is taking over the world. And so we need to rely and trust him. While we wait, brothers and sisters. While we wait just like. Abraham. We need to trust God. And let our trust manifest itself. Like in Israel of old, in patience and obedience, our be obedience is our love and our swords are our gospel. We must be holy and obedient to conquer the land with the gospel of Jesus Christ. While we patiently wait for rest, we trust only in God, not in earthly kings, political parties, presidents, earthly judges, congressmen or senators or presidents or kings and queens. Or the monarchy. Our kingdom is in this world but not of this world. Let us trust God. He never fails. He is not sleeping. And as children and as God's children, brothers and sisters, we can stand firm in our faith. God's covenant with us is not going to fail. His word is flawless. So as you ponder and as you think about God's commitment to Joshua and the people of Israel, he has made this promise to you and I as well. So, Brothers and sisters, don't give up hope. Face each day confidently with an awareness that the victorious Lord is on your side, is on our side. I want you to know with all assurance that God never fails. And his good promises to you will come to pass Luke 1 and verse 38 reminds us, for no word from God will ever fail. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 13 reminds us also that if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. A prominent scripture 
tells us in Matthew 24 and verse 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. My God. So brothers and sisters, let us continue to trust God. Let us continue to not lean on our own understanding but in all our ways trust God rest in his promises because he never fails he never fails and he will never fail us never fail brothers and sisters when it seems as if life is at a full stop. God, my brothers and sisters, never fails. Continue to wait on God. Continue to trust God. Continue to lean on his promises because his promises are ever sure. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I pray for a great refreshing to come over our life. God, I ask that you deepen our desire for your word and for your presence. Like the deer pants for water. God, let us trust you. God, I pray that we may long for your presence in our life. God, I pray for forgiveness for the many times we sort the fleeting things of this life more than we sort after you. Lord, we long for your truth to invade our mind, our will, and our emotions. God, I pray for each and every one of us that we will experience your presence and to know with all our heart, mind, and soul that you are enough to satisfy us. Help us, God, to continue to trust in your promises because they are ever faithful. Allow us, God, to continue not to lean on our own understanding or man's understanding but help us to lean on you and trust you. In Jesus' name, amen.